Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hello, hello, and welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about moms on the fence about divorce due to children. This subject was sent in via my Instagram. Once again, I won't say by who, because maybe this person doesn't want the world to know what they're thinking about doing. So we'll leave that one undisclosed. But that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get into it. Okay, so let me just start out by saying this episode, this is a very touchy subject and this is general advice that I hope that you take with a grain of salt. If something blares out and resonates and that sounds right for you, then it's up to you what you want to do with that information. This is very touchy, very sensitive, and I don't want to steer anyone in any direction on this one specifically. This is more like a therapist conversation or a coaching conversation to get more clarity and not much of a passive listening type of thing. This is more of a conversation type of thing, but I'm going to take a stab at it, okay? That's the disclaimer. I needed to say that because every situation is different and circumstances are different. The people involved are different. There's different ages of children, the different personalities of the two partners involved. There's finances. There's so many things, assets, so many things that go into a decision as final as divorce, that there's a lot to take into consideration and a lot of moving pieces, a lot of variables. You get it. I'm sure I've said every single synonym for... (laughs) (laughs) for the types of ways that it can be different for different people. So please, grain of salt. So it's a tough one. I've been there. I know the feeling. I just want to say that as well. And just a bottom line, I think that children need to see both of their parents well and thriving in whatever configuration that needs to be for each individual parent. It doesn't mean that they have to be together, but you want mom to be doing well and dad to be doing well. Mom to be thriving and content and fulfilled and all the things showing up as her best self. And you want the same for dad too. That's what makes you feel that as a child that you are safe and secure and that this person loves you and has the capacity to love you in the way that you need to be loved and supported. So that's one part, right? So we can be committed to our own fulfillment and success and well-being in the world, but not attached to how it looks or how it shows up in a relationship or in a marriage or not. It just is a commitment to one thing and not an attachment to another thing. Shout out to Landmark Education for telling me or teaching me that (laughs) distinction. What else? And honestly, in your heart of hearts, you know whether you want to be in the relationship or not. Like you know that you know that you know 
whether you want to be there or whether you want to leave. And sometimes that's a fleeting feeling. It's there for a few times out of the month or it's there for a few months out of the year. It comes and goes. If it becomes a prevailing feeling, then something has to be done. And that's not necessarily always divorce. That could be other things like counseling or getting some type of spiritual advisement or reading books together or trying new things or just having conversations with each other without other things where you express your needs or your wants or your desires or whatever the thing is because sometimes those things change during the duration of the relationship. So in the beginning of the relationship, you might have needed your partner to be XYZ and you showed up XYZ way. That was a great match in the beginning. And then later on, it's different. Or maybe after motherhood, those needs are different or your interests are different or you've grown or evolved or changed in some way where the person that you're partnered with may not match that new you. There's so many, like I said, so many different variables and reasons, but I'd say explore all the options on how to amend the agreement or address certain issues before going towards divorce because there is a finality about divorce. It's an ending of a relationship. Sometimes that's necessary, sometimes it's not. So explore all your options before taking that jump. And just a sidebar, I, contrary to what most of my podcast is all about, (laughs) I'm not pro-divorce whatsoever. I might have said this before, I'm not sure. I am not pro-divorce. I am pro-living in mind-body-heart alignment. I am pro living in your truth, walking in your path, walking in your power for every single person. And I am anti-suffering and misery and non-alignment, if that's a word, I don't know. But that is what I'm about. Sometimes the remedy means divorce. Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to. But I understand when it does. Because that's the thing that'll put you in alignment or out of your suffering. So I'm not saying everybody run towards divorce. There's so many different factors involved once again, but find your alignment, whatever that means for you. And that might take some therapy, some soul searching, maybe a break from the day to day, a trip away, a solo trip or something, uh, just to regroup, uh, just some time for introspection and maybe some coaching maybe talking to friends and family, maybe talking to other married people who've been married for a very long time. Just tap into as many resources as you possibly can to get the best picture of your life and your wants, your needs, your desires. Maybe it's a check-in with yourself, all those things to see if this is where you want to be or not. And also, where do you see yourself going? There's many questions to really ask yourself in this process. Like, have I exhausted all of my options for one? Or if the children weren't here, would I be? 
if the children weren't here, would I be in this relationship with this person? It's a toughie, that one. And it's like, oh yeah, but the children are here, so that makes a difference. Eh. But like, do the children need to see a relationship? My answer is no. A relationship that is not working for one of the people because they learn this is how one of those people are supposed to be treated and will probably mimic that as they go into their relationships. Oh, mommy's the doormat and I'm a little girl. I'll be the doormat in my relationship. Nah, no thanks. Or daddy gets catered to and I'm a boy and whoever I date must cater to me because that's what happened in my house. That's not cool either. Or mommy was working all the time and daddy never had a job. That's how it's supposed to be. Or mom, daddy tells jokes about mommy around their friends and mommy feels small. That's how it's supposed to go. Like there's certain behaviors that you're, you're modeling for your children. Is that what you want to continue to do? I don't know every situation, but I feel like there's certain things like that that can influence a decision when you think about whether you want to stay or leave when it involves children. The impact of what they're seeing, experiencing, feeling, all of that can play a part into your decision. This is my attempt at an in-episode ad. Please hold. Oh, let me not not mention that I'm offering coaching to women who are newly divorced. My folks, my people, my tribe, the ones who might listen to this podcast, the ones who are on the upswing coming out of the roughest parts of their divorce, you're my people. The ones who may need some support in reconfiguring or rediscovering themselves and their identity, their hobbies, their dreams, their vision for their life, all the things, just go to thanksdivorce.com slash coaching to get more information. And it's at a discounted rate right now because I am learning, I'm studying to be certified. So these are pre-certification rates. And when I get certified, the rates are going up guaranteed. That's just what I'm into. Another plug for myself, let me tell you about (laughs) the divorce retreat that I'm planning for February, 2023. And the... Mother's Day retreat I am planning for 2023 as well. All of the information is on thanksdivorce.com. If you don't see it there, hit me up on Instagram or the contact form on the website, whatever it is. You want more information, let me know. I'm happy to plug you in or keep you in the loop when the registration starts. Thank you. Back to the episode. And like I said, I've been there and... What helped me was, well, one conversation I had with a friend who told me she's a child of divorce and all she really cared about was that her parents loved and supported her. That's not the case for all children, but that was the one sign I needed from one person. (laughs) That was my one person survey. And it was unprovoked. She didn't know I was going through a divorce. She just shared that with me. And I saw that as a sign. I was like, you know what? I'm on the right path. This is already after I decided to leave. But before I left, I had the understanding that regardless of whom or what, I am going to be and I have been a dope mother. 
a phenomenal mother. In any circumstance, I am going to be a great mother. Notice I didn't say perfect mother. I am definitely not that, but I am damn good at it. It doesn't matter where I am, who I'm with, or who I'm not with. I am a great mother, and that was the confidence I needed to say, okay, no matter where I go in this relationship or not, I'm going to be great to them. That was my guiding light, North Star, all of that. That was the confidence, the battery in my back, because I know that I have a rapport with them where I can explain things to them. I give them doses that are right for their age range type of thing. That's the type of conversations we have. And I explain things to them to the best of my ability. I'm always doing my best in my role as a mother. So it doesn't matter whether I'm in a marriage or not. And I feel like if I would have stayed there, they'd be like, man, she was a great mom, but I don't know if she was happy as a person. I think it would have gotten to that point where they'd be a teenager like, so, I mean, are you okay? I know you're great to us, but what do you have for yourself? Or like, do you, do you like dad? Like, what is that? I also knew that I wasn't doing anything bad or mean to them purposefully. This was a decision that I made as a grown person that impacted them, but I wasn't person like trying to harm them so it's it might be harmful on some you know what one level but I am not purposely trying to hurt them and my intentions are not to hurt them and my intentions are to take care of them and I will follow through with those intentions no matter where I am or where we are that's all I need to know about myself to know that I can go I can go and we'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'll always take care of them because I'm a dope mom and I know that. I know that about myself. So that that was a big part. That's just a personal piece for me and what helped me in my decision. But there's also things like financial ramifications or if there's a financial impact on what your lifestyle might be after divorce. Um, that you would want to consider and how can you plan for it like an exit strategy or whatever the thing is you know start a new account separate or get a loan by yourself or talk to friends and family and like plan it out so you can provide in a way that doesn't disrupt their lives too much if you go to the divorce route there's many things to consider And finances is a big piece of it because, hey, things are changing. And now we all live in one room together. At at daddy's house, we have two or, you know, a separate room or whatever. And depending on their age, maybe that could be even explained to them. So like right now, we're going to be in this one room until mommy gets back on her feet. What's on her feet mean? Meaning I am rebuilding my life and my career. I'm doing what's best for me and I'm doing what's best for you right now. Blah, blah, blah. Like just having conversations with children can help. Uh, Having the tools to converse with your children, I think is a big piece of it too, depending on their age. I know they're like two and five. It's a different conversation than when they're like 15 and 17. Is that the same age difference? I have no idea. No, it's not. (laughs) 
So yeah, those are my tidbit thoughts around the moms who are on the fence. Um, if this is divorce leaning, hey, I can only speak from my perspective. If there was someone else who was on the fence and chose to stay, I would love to hear that story and how it turned out. And like what age were the children? How many children? You know, what did you do to remedy whatever the issues or the impasse was at the time? How did we get back on track? The whole shebang. I'm interested because I only know my side, my side of how it can go. And I'm sharing my thoughts about how it went down. And I honestly, I could also say that I asked for a divorce two years before I asked for it the final time. And in between that time, no, actually, why I said that at the first time, I just felt overwhelmed and I felt like a shell of a person and I might have had postpartum depression around that time. There was a lot of things that were going on uh, emotionally, hormonally, and I just wanted out. I just wanted out of the life that I created, honestly. I just wanted to break out give me a break and send me away for like six weeks and I'll come back refreshed or something. Either way, came back. Um, I really didn't have the courage to leave, honestly, that first time. I just kind of said it and then kind of gave into let's try. But I kind of knew I might have been emotionally checked out by that point to be like, uh, I guess we can try. But I, for someone to say I want a divorce, they They've been thought of it. This is not a new, this is not a rash thing to say out of nowhere. It's, there's been seedlings for some time. Anywho, so I asked for the divorce. We did a, like couples counseling a few times and got some advisement from our friends, which was really good. They were like mediators in the best way. Uh, and there was like a, a rush of like, man, I'm glad I didn't leave. This is great. All that jazz. And then... They kind of settled back down to, I don't want to be here anymore. And a full two years after the first time, almost to the day, honestly, I asked for another divorce and that was the final one. And still didn't have a plan, just knew I needed to get out of there. That's another story for another day, but hopefully this episode is helpful to the person who follows me on Instagram who put this topic in there as to what to talk about. There's many things to consider and I wish you all the best in your decision, no matter what it is. If it's anti-suffering and pro-alignment, I'm with you all the way, whatever that looks like. And there's many, 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 many options, many options. So that's it from me. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Thanks Divorce Podcast, and I will see you next time on another episode of Thanks Divorce. <laughs>